When Sweet Tarts dared to combine sweet and tart, they thought, why stop there? Why not create other exciting and unexpected combinations like rainbows and ropes or fruity and gummy or chewy and more chewy? That's why they created fun treats like Sweet Tarts Twisted Rainbow Ropes, Gummies Fruity Splits, and Chewy Fusions. When you dare to combine, it's sure to blow your mind. Sweet Tarts, dare to combine. Visit SweetTartsCandy.com to shop now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, welcome to the Olive Magazine podcast. This is episode 96. I'm Janine, Olive's food director, and I'm here with Adam, cookery writer. Hello. Adam went to Hong Kong earlier this year, and this whole podcast is dedicated to a chat about the Hong Kong food scene. Yeah, so I met up with uh, Chef Jeremy Pang um, earlier in the week, who actually went to Hong Kong uh, with uh, earlier this year. And uh, yeah, so we just sort of talk about, because I didn't know much about Hong Kong, the Hong Kong food scene yeah. um, before we went, and we're not really looking into it. We didn't go anywhere like posh or special. There's some real like, high-end stuff out there, yeah, isn't there? Yeah, this was, as Jeremy would say, eating local, local. Okay. So we went and ate snake in restaurants, and we talked about, yeah, he tells me about the humours that someone from Hong Kong sort of has of being heaty or cold, yeah. and how you can influence these, <laughs> a bit like how we'd eat, like, comfort food in the winter, to yeah. or, like, or like you'd want gazpacho. It's kind of like that, but in a uh, yeah. real, but you look at it, as a like ingredient so you eat snake or like to get heaty or yeah um, and it's not I mean it's not all really extreme this no. we're, we're talking about kind of the the old um uh, street sort of street stalls as well yeah, we? that the you, dai pai dongs yeah. yeah eating like from a, a food cart which has two gas burners and yeah you know really you, know, you sit on little plastic seats and but the food is amazing and really good quality yeah. but it's a great podcast and I think you really get a sense of what it's like if you re- if you actually get out of the malls in Hong Kong and get down to the street level and just eat local local that's what it's all about let's have a listen then Hi guys, um, I'm here with Jeremy Pang, who's Hello. the owner of uh, School of Wok Cookery School in Central London. Right, and we're uh, sitting in in the basement kitchen, no yeah, windows. No windows. I mean, we're both ex chefs, so we so, well, you're still our chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like being kind of an ex chef. Being being in a basement's no uh, yeah. no no bother. Um, and also, you've written a book called Hong Kong Diner. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Very exciting. So obviously. Tell us a bit about the book, really. Well, Hong like... Kong Diner uh, is my second book, so uh, we wanted to it to be a lot sort of a lot more unique and different to the first. The first was uh, Chinese Unchopped, a lot more sort of around core techniques of right, Chinese right. cooking. Um, but Hong Kong Diner, uh, really, after writing it, became much more of a sort of cultural. Uh, my perception of what Hong Kong culture really is yeah. so would you say that the book is pretty much a really good snapshot of all the things that if you went to Hong Kong you should eat yes absolutely yeah, yeah. you you quite literally went and ate your way around correct to, to then source the recipes and spoke to people about the recipes they cooked and it's yeah. like it's very much like a collaborative book isn't it yeah I think so and, and I, I didn't even I think I wrote maybe five pages before I went out to Hong Kong um two Novembers ago mm-hmm. and it was um the Although I've sort of grown up as Hong Kong with it as my second home, yeah. um, it, 
I didn't want to sort of decide what was going into the book until I'd been there specifically for, for the, book. The, the book. So you almost like you didn't want to have any like preconception type things or like no. you just wanted to like see what where Hong Kong food is now as opposed to like Correct. what you know it as from your like or... Yeah, and it was Hong Kong food now but more from a local perspective. Yeah, right. Um, you know, I, I've, I grew up, I was born here in the UK but I grew up going to Hong Kong probably two, three times a year. Yeah. Um, and my parents lived out there for a, quite a long time. And um, it was, uh, I, I think people who go to, or tourists who go to Hong Kong really struggle a lot of the time to find the right places yeah. to go and eat that locals I mean, eat. You, I mean, yeah. you're, you're it's, it's, I suppose it's similar to London, like you're yeah. overfaced with restaurants. They're like, ab, they're like yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. is in every other thing is, is something yeah. serving food, uh, it, right? It's, it's like London, but times maybe 20 yeah. Yeah, in yeah. terms of number of restaurants. Yeah, yeah, there. just sheer number. And, yeah. and so, so when you... When when you're there, you could stand on one street, look around, and pretty much, you know, 70% of the, the establishments that you see are restaurants. Yeah. And so being able to then pick where to go and eat mm. um, is incredibly difficult. Yeah. Um, so that's where the book started. But I think the sort of essence of it is that the sort of the, the blurbs around Hong Kong people and, and why they love food so much yeah. and, is, and the sort of respect for eating culture right, it's completely yeah. different to let's say what what growing up in the west is about right um and so i wanted to really get that across in the book and i think it it has done um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and you coming out for three days with yeah me, no like, so yeah. i i we went uh we joan actually took me out to hong kong and yeah, we went and yeah. ate uh, our way around pretty yeah. much as in <laughs> yeah. as in like four or five meals a day yeah, for yeah. three days you, i think you guys did the slightly toned down version of what chris kirkham the uh, yeah, photographer yeah, for the yeah. book did because he had to he actually had to eat i think eight meals a day wow just to get the photo Toes, right, right. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and but I thought you know with you guys, we, we, I wanted you to enjoy every meal as yeah. much as possible. No, absolutely, and, and, oh, and, and boy, did we! <laughs> yeah, 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 we, we really, really did. Yeah. Um, I mean, local, local is what what came out of it, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's that's your like term for eating what the locals is, and yeah, that's that the term that they built. Bill, Bill uh, we went for a meal. I took Adam uh, and and Felicity and, and Adrian for a meal with Bill, one of my friends from Hong Kong. And he's real local yeah. uh, sort of guy, but he's, he's he grew up in Canada, but really understands uh, Hong Kong culture. And, uh, and and when I say to him, no, I, look, I want to go as far away from Michelin star as possible, right? Um, but I want it to be the essence of Chinese Hong Kong Chinese um, food mm. uh, he understands that and yeah, his yeah. term is local local go and eat local local this is the way to do it mm-hmm. right? and I think the meal that we went with Bill with was um, was the uh, snake soup yeah uh, that was the snake restaurant right yeah specialised yeah even for me is not a an average meal in Hong Kong I, yeah, I don't right. go out searching for snake soup when I get to no. Hong Kong um, um, but it's a winter sort of warmer yeah um, and even if you're eating like like not a snake soup and we had what was it snake balls snake balls yeah the snake balls deep basically deep fried snake yeah yes, which deep, were utterly delicious yeah absolutely it's like a snake croquette almost yeah, yeah yeah um but it was incredible right and, yeah. and but when you eat it it's heaty right so yeah. that's again very local term like yeah. heaty is like yeet hey like so that's like that you have it's like your humors almost you're you're hot and you're cold and yeah, you, exactly. you eat things to change your temperament and how you're feeling correct sort of thing. so it's like yin and yang of what food does to you as a person and right. every individual has 
a different level of that yin or yang. Yeah. Um, so you might be more heaty than me, yeah, uh, yeah. or I, 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 I go one way or another. Yeah. Um, and so I think maybe in your chef days you probably were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think so. I think so too. I think so too. Um, so, so snake soup is a balancing act in the winter for like we know it's a very heaty dish or like a deep fried snake boards extremely heaty yeah so in the winter you're, you're generally everyone's more cool or yeah, cold yeah. or chilled and we need to warm ourselves up or balance that um, mm-hmm. out but even then like if we eat too much of it that's what creates the imbalance then, so we yeah, need yeah. to balance that out with something else mm-hmm. or your green veg or right. things like that um and that's how um sort of chinese food um there's a real depth to that yeah um, right it's not just food. i fancy like i feel like or you know i'm craving this it's like you're you're you yeah. feel oh i feel cold or i feel heaty today so you need to balance that exactly. out yeah yeah. yeah yeah so like watermelon's great for balancing out the heatiness you know right. that sort yeah, of yeah. Uh, you, you know, know the ticks you know the tricks and uh, <laughs> the tips to be like oh or ginseng to, maybe ginseng yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> which we also tried we also tried which, very interesting yeah, yeah. incredibly bitter <laughs> incredibly bitter really really bitter yeah. so anyway i'd like to talk um, about the the diner itself, because yeah. obviously that's like in the title of the yeah, book, and I think course, that's yeah. really important for the Hong Kong food, uh, everything to do with the Hong Kong food. I think. Yeah, I think so. I think look, Hong Kong diner is 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 not a term. Um, it, it really um, that's sort of generic to anything, right? Um, but I just I thought it was a really good title for for the book because yeah. for me the book had to bring out sort of um, the core establishments eating establishments of hong kong right. that weren't those high-end restaurants that are rooftop bars yeah, yeah. um uh, and and so a lot of the time people who go to hong kong they might end up uh, spending three days there in the center of hong kong mm-hmm. uh, just go walking from one shopping center to another yeah not even getting to street level yeah um, right. and and uh, the hong kong diner element was right these are the places where we've got um sort of different types of diner establishments mm-hmm. in Hong Kong that create Hong Kong food, mm-hmm. okay? And those types of diners I split up into sort of different categories. Right. So Dai Pai Dongs was, was, was the first one. A Dai Pai Dong is a street, a, a licensed street stand, which we went to, yeah. which I think you and I both that, agree. It was, it was almost like, it was the first meal we had in Hong Kong yeah, and it was yeah. like the, that real lasting memory that yeah. I will have from the whole trip. <laughs> yeah. It's like down a little side alley. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's quite literally cooking on the street. It's like a, yeah. a guy who seems to have worn the same yellowish brown <laughs> right. was white wife uh, like a singlet. Yeah. I don't know if you yeah. yeah. singlet yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, for every day for I don't right. know like the fifty years that he's been cooking there, and yeah. he cooks over like two gas burners. That's there's it. Uh, a steamer, which is basically like an old filing cabinet yeah. type I thing. Mean, it's like to draw the pic- I- I was going to get it illustrated, but there was enough space in the book. Um, mm. So, um, um, and I actually, when I went there uh, a couple of years back, I drew the actual um, uh, set out and structure of, of that yeah. cart. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it literally is a it cart. It is a cart, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that cart is no bigger than, let's say, two meters by four meters in size uh, but it's got everything and anything that you require um sort of piled vertically yeah um, i mean you can't there would be no other way to store it apart right. from it wasn't right? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just stacked yeah, on yeah. like yeah that's the yeah. only way to serve what 150 people yeah and um, it's so streamlined as well there's like a prep chef and yeah. he basically 
it, he he handles all the checks right. of what's being served exactly. and then he puts all the garnish and what's needed onto a plate and then yeah. the chef goes and goes alright that's for this and yes. he cooks it all and then he cooks it all and he knows exactly what from looking at the plate he knows exactly what he needs what, to cook exactly so it might be a crab with some ginger and spring onion on it and then the wok chef who's got his two woks in front of him uh, goes right I need to make a ginger and spring onion crab I know that then my oyster sauce yes, my yeah, shrash yeah. and rice my, my chicken stock that's yeah, right yeah behind me yeah. in ladles reach yeah. um, can, and steaming away can go into it bam 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 yeah, and then yeah. a minute later you've got a like you know 240 degree C like wok fried crab dish yeah, yeah. Um, ready for your customer right yeah. and it literally is one minute later yeah um, it's, it's, it's fast food it really, yeah, it really yeah. is yeah and you know it would put McDonald's to shame right you know and, and so you, you're not waiting for it but it's seriously fresh and that crab would have been killed Two minutes before by the yeah. prep chef. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's so super fresh. Yeah. And that's that. That's the Daipai Dong. Yeah. And and the way I th- I think I explained it in the book was was the singlet and 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 sort of the most sort of Hong Kong movies. Like, yeah. They right. start with like the glitzy harbour front, but as soon as the actual essence of the film starts, it's always you set might, around. Yeah. You might get into a Daipai Dong scene. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, right. right, right. So that's the street set. So that's an outdoor diner in my yeah. in my perspective. from my perspective are they just quickly they're not going to be around for much longer there's a lot of things which are putting pressure on their survival yeah it's a funny thing really because if you go down if you when you get to Hong Kong airport there's actually um Almost like a museum piece of a Dai Pai Dong, yeah. um, in like like at, like next to one of the elevators, you know, right. like, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, immortalized. And, but that sort of says that it's probably not going to actually be able to see the real thing. Yeah. So, so yeah. the issue with Dai Pai Dongs is that it's a licensed street stand uh, that was it comes from after the sort of Second World War. Um, and so 1950s, um, they, the, the, the government uh, sort of dished out loads of these licenses mm. for, um, uh, for uh, street store owners to officially be able to sell food. Okay? Right. Um, and, but, and that was great because there was loads of them in those days and everyone started eating great food again. Mm-hmm. And, um, but uh, over the last sort of 10, 20 years, the, the government, because price of properties have gone um, through the roof, um, they've, they've started to essentially put a lot of restrictions on that. So you can now only pass... Um, your license down to your uh, so daughter or son. Yeah, right. Um, you can't. So even, the, is it called the grandfather law? Is that yeah, what it's called? I think so. Yes, yeah. so you can't actually. You can't even put it to your um, your grandchildren. Oh, you can't. So, so it's literally so so the direct. It's got to be your direct. Um, um, uh, y- y- your children. Yeah. 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 Um, so it can only be passed from generation to generation. And if, for example, I don't know, the daughter or son doesn't want to take that, but the granddaughter or son wanted to, yeah. if, if there was a family feud, you'd lose that license and you wouldn't be able to right. um, uh, set, set up shop anymore from, right. from the next day onwards. Mm-hmm. And that's happened quite a lot. And so actually there's only about 15 to 20 actual street Dai Pai Dongs yeah. left in the whole of Hong Kong. Yeah. Um, and so we've called that this sort of endangered restaurant, um, yeah. um, which I think actually happens in a lot of cultures um, uh, when people, when sort of town planning are trying to sort of clean up in inverted yeah. commas. I mean, because yeah. I mean, from the outside, it would appear to be, I mean, 
slight, maybe slightly unsanitary, a little yeah. bit dirty. But I mean, the food is fresh. It's cooked really. <laughs> I mean, you saw well it. And- like you know, these guys. If the diapodongs that are, are currently around, they're piling their their veg up on the top shelves. The the everything's cleaned with running water, like running water that's from so, an yeah. actual tap. Like your. When when I cooked a, a crab with the with with Sing brother Sing Singar, yeah. um, he was really specific on how I cleaned everything before yeah, it yeah, went yeah. into the wok or on, onto the plate. Um, so much so that I I don't think you'd get that here. You know, you yeah, know? in some restaurants you wouldn't get that level because yeah. they have to be so scrupulous because of this kind of like situation that they they cook in. Correct. Yeah, and and I think and, and so yeah, fine. The street itself might be um, it might look and feel a little dirty and you yeah. might feel like you're sitting well, you in an do, alleyway which you, do, you are which, which you are yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you, do, you do eat your food on little plastic chairs in yeah. an alley yeah, but yeah. i think yeah. there's so much charm to that though yeah that's absolutely. how real people eat in hong kong or Correct. like yeah, or yeah. did yes. maybe before yeah and but what's great about it is now is that you might sit there and you might have someone who um just you, you know is maybe slightly poorer mm. um and will eat a simple dish like a black bean chicken yeah. just cooked in that street stand for like 20 30 dollars but you also might have some like a banker who's in, his in suit. a like a, a, a Versace suit yeah. right um going down to eat the same food you yeah. know yeah, um, yeah. because it's so good yeah mm-hmm. um uh, and so that you know the the, the essence of daipodong is is really important in hong kong culture and mm-hmm. I, in my view, and I know there's a lot of petitions. We met um, uh, Paul yeah, um, yeah. from Walk in Hong Kong, who 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 he's quite an avid um, sort of um, campaigner, campaigner yeah, yeah. for all these types of um, lost cultures or hidden cultures that will be lost quite soon. Yeah. Um, so and and some of those campaigns are becoming quite successful. So yeah. you know, I, I you know anyone want to join that? I, you know, I'm yeah, all for ready for it. So then, moving on to different diners, you've got. The cha cha yeah, that's that's yeah. the other one that I really yeah. want to discover is the cha cha tang. Yeah, so cha cha tang basically means tea house lounge. Mm-hmm. Again, like developed from uh, post-war um, um, sort of uh, cultural syndrome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As, yeah, as is the way. <laughs> yeah, where where most sort of uh, I guess countries who have seen a lot of war. Um, uh, and sort of different cultures move in and leave things, uh, will pick up uh, certain products. And so, you know, a cha chang teng in the old days would have just served the Hong Kong tea. Yeah. And Hong Kong milk tea is definitely heavily, heavily influenced by uh, the Brits. Yeah. Because um, it's, so, like, it's sweetened, like condensed milk. Yeah, condensed like... milk or evaporated milk with sugar. Um, well, and what's the other? Cause is it tight? Ty- ty- Tea, or you know, because didn't they filter it through? Uh, yeah, type tea. So the the traditional way is that you have a tea sock, yeah, and you keep filtering the tea through that tea sock to get it stronger and stronger. Yeah, uh, and uh, we, uh, well, a couple of the places we went to, they, that's how they did it. Yeah, um, and and so it, you get you get the this sort of flavor from the old teas from yeah, the sock. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The old sock tea flavor. Mm. Mm. I'm really so, you're really so selling good, it. Right? Yeah, it really is so good, though. Yeah. It really is, genuinely. Um, and it, it kind of gives you a bit of a buzz, a coffee buzz after it. Yeah, there's, there's, quite, I'd say there's quite a lot of sugar. There's ca- definitely caffeine and there's definitely yeah. a lot of sugar. I mean, if you, it's <laughs> yeah. like the perfect pick-me-up. I think, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's, yeah. If, you're, if you're having a lull in your day, well, yeah. boy, will you... Will it, what did we have? We had like a Greg, what we called, I think you and Felicity called it a Greg, a Greg style meat 
pie. Meat pie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Delicious. The pineapple bun. Yes, yeah. So the pineapple bun in Cha Chan Tang's is really classic. Usually it's just with a big knob of butter in right. between. Um, and, and, then, a, and I'm talking like a, like a pure big, like, slice of butter in the middle of a bun right. like as in like <laughs> yeah. you would at first glance you would think it was cheese no no that's yeah, no, butter no, that's butter, that's butter. Yeah, yeah. yeah proper butter yeah and it but it's a so, so pineapple bun is a crusty roll yeah so uh, it, it doesn't have any, actually have any pineapple in no it pineapple so that, that in basically it. the top and the yeah. crust of the sugar makes it look a little bit like the skin of a pineapple right yes correct and that top is like a crumble topping like yeah. a, like a like a like a like a densely packed apple crumble topping yeah um and so so it's like it's a sweet finish but with a savory butter inside yeah um and of course you can have that with laden with condensed milk if you wish as well yeah Um, of course but what they what we use it for is either to dip into the milk tea right um or um you might have a deep fried garlic and soy pork chop in the slice sliced in the middle wow i went um, why did i didn't get to try that i, I want a sweet well, i want a sweet we bun went with to a... one place but it was closed that day oh, with pork, no. and that's when we were supposed to try it so i want um, a sweet bun with a thick slab of butter and a pork chop i'll make it. it for you next yeah, time yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, <laughs> mate, please please <laughs> yeah so that that's actually the first recipe in hong kong diner oh nice is the pork chop crusty yeah, roll yeah, yeah, but yeah. i used the um the pineapple buns yeah, yeah. um and in the but in the book we I think we put the pineapple buns into the dessert section purely to get every like to to sort of keep it in line with okay this is sweet guys yeah so, yeah yeah yeah, you know, like, yeah. Um, um, but yeah so pineapple buns big thing there milk tea a massive thing the condensed milk is a big sort of um, section of a cha chan tang yeah um, and usually they'll have like either um, condensed milk stacked up like tins stacked up in yeah, the window yeah. or like um, Campbell soup <laughs> yeah of like course war food war again. food yeah yeah but it's the combinations of food that have created this sort of comfort food for Hong Kong people yeah um, so we I think we queued up uh, for beef brisket noodle soup at one of the places yeah. and opposite there there was an outdoor cha chan teng right yeah. and that outdoor cha chan teng did macaroni or instant noodles or macaroni yeah. with chicken soup um, but topped with tin tomatoes yeah, tin and plum spam tomatoes. Yeah. and a fried egg on top like pure like post-war food like everything from a packet from a tin absolutely and it hasn't with even, an egg on top it hasn't changed you no. know like that stuff has been there since the 1950s and they were queuing round the block for yes. this by the way yeah yeah like, and, and it is and you're not joking when you say it's like nor stock cube chicken stock yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, like packet macaroni <laughs> right. and tinned plum tomatoes literally just from the tin yeah, on top poured on top yeah. yeah not even heated up no yeah and so so the weird sort of um, combination of foods yeah. from numerous different Western cultures has fallen into Hong Kong eating yeah, yeah. and never moved away. Right. And actual real Hong Kong people, <clears throat> they want that fix once in a while. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's like going for a Macadies or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Or a, fry, a big fry up, a big fry up, yeah, yeah, or like yeah, a roast yeah. at a pub or anything like that. Anything, that's what we've got here. Okay. But, in Hong Kong, people, when they're queuing, they're not just queuing for it. They are literally, you're, you're standing behind the person sitting down eating their soup so that at the moment that they leave... You can sit straight, yeah, seat, yeah, yeah, you right? sit straight yeah. down, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was quite weird yeah. eating with people sort of hovering constantly around <laughs> around the back of you, but you get used to it, I suppose, yeah. I think. Again, it's part of the culture, you know, everyone knows it, like, and no one gets 
too annoyed with each other about oh, it. It's just part of it. It's yeah, yeah. Of it. And you know, we, we've we've all got slightly grumpy faces anyway. But well, the, 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 the guy who uh, <laughs> when we went for the brisket noodles, you went to get cash out, I think, yes, yeah, and yeah. we got a table of four. But it was like there was only three people, and they kept trying to take the chair, have yeah. someone sit down. They were like, no, no, he's just coming. They're like, what? Where is? Where is he? Like, where's your person? They should be here right. all times. And and these guys sort of panic ordered, yeah, because yeah, yeah. they obviously they pushed them to. They yeah, didn't allow my five minutes of time so, to pay them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. guy who was really there to show us what to eat wasn't there, so we were like, uh, that? I think I'll that's what... This? Yeah, I yeah. don't know what it is, but I'll have it anyway. Yeah. And good, good. What? Those, Guys, did you order this? Did you order that? No. No. Nah. <laughs> we, I think we got it changed, yeah, though. We yeah, got it sorted yeah, in the yeah. end. <laughs> anyway, Jez, I could literally talk to you all day, but yeah, 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 I uh, yeah. think probably need to wrap things yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure, sure. Thanks so much for, one, having me to Hong Kong and uh, having me... Uh, down to have a little chat with you about yeah about well the book look, about... I think we ate about uh, God knows maybe forty meals in about three days yeah. so <laughs> well all this talk is making me hungry and we are right next to Chinatown right yeah, so well, let's go eat yeah cool man <laughs> yeah. all right guys See absolute you later. pleasure. <laughs> So that was the Olive Magazine podcast. If you liked this episode or you've got any suggestions, please go over to iTunes and leave a review. We'd really love to hear from you. And for more information on things in the episode, you can visit our website, olivemagazine.com. Also loads of great recipes on there. You can pick up a copy of our brand new Easter issue from Newsagents Now or go and download the app version. Okay, bye for now and we'll be back next week with more food and drink chat.